Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. There are refugee crises happening all over the world right now. The the number one identified from my research is right now in Syria. 6.8 million Syrians have been seeking refuge primarily in Lebanon, Jordan, Iraq, Egypt, and Turkey uh, from the crisis there. Ukraine, uh, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia set off a refugee crisis. Afghanistan, Sudan, and places all around the world facing refugee crisis. World Refugee Day is marked on June 20th, and And in Pittsburgh, there will be a celebration from 4 o'clock until 8 o'clock at Shenley Plaza in Oakland. I think I have the details for that correct. Uh, If not, our guests are going to correct me. Uh, On the line with us this morning are Bhavani Patel. She is an Edward Borough Council member, and she is going to be the featured speaker, I believe, uh, at that celebration. Uh, Good morning, Bhavani. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Also with us is, uh, hopefully I pronounced this correctly, Christy Lanyese from uh, the JFCS. She is the Community Engagement Manager. Did I get that close at least? Yes, you did. Thank you. <laughs> thank you both for thank, thank you both for uh, taking some time. I have, do I have the details correct? It is June 20th in Shenley Plaza. Correct, from 4 to 8 p.m. Okay, so that is, that is coming up actually, that's actually coming up on Tuesday then. Yes. Uh, t- Tuesday from 4 to 8 p.m. at uh, Shenley Plaza in Oakland. Uh, Christy, first things first, uh, how is JFCS involved with uh, planning World Refugee Day? Um, so, you know, I've only been in JF- at JFCS for a year, but this is what many of our partners have told me, uh, that the resettlement agencies actually are the ones that are responsible for having organized um, World Refugee Day for 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 years and years and years, and JFCS Pittsburgh is one of the uh, resettlement agencies here in Pittsburgh, along with Ajapo, um, Hello Neighbor, and Bethany Christian. So we are all definitely involved, among other community organizations as well. I, I want to ask you more about what JFCS does and what some of the need the JFCS sees uh, for helping uh, refugees resettle, especially in our Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania area. But I want to bring Bhavani uh, into the conversation. How how were you uh, approached to, to be the featured speaker on Tuesday? Uh, well, you know, I think it ties back to sort of just my um, the work that I do in the community, but also sort of the background that I have. You know, my mom is an immigrant. She came from India here and she uh, raised uh, my brother and I as a single parent. And so there's so many different connections to the region and sort of getting acclimated to the community. You know, language can be a challenge. Um, figuring out what your livelihood is and the implications that that has for raising children. And so these are things that, you know, we're directly seeing in our communities. Um, And so I think that this event is a way to sort of um, bring attention to that and, um, you know, offer people a way to get involved to support diversity, but also to get involved in sort of 
helping um, our, our, our families sort of resettle in this area and um, feel welcome. I, I want to explore that a little bit more, uh, if you're okay, if you if you feel free to talk about your, your mom's experience. Is your mom still with us, and will she be at the event on Tuesday? She is, and uh, I, you know, that's a great question. I need to extend an invitation. <laughs> but, you know, the ironic part is, is that she's actually a small business owner. Um, she, she owns food trucks, and yeah. I grew up working food trucks. And the location um, that we're going to be having this event at is actually a place where the food trucks used to be um, when it was actually a parking lot. Yep. And then they ended up being in Shenley Plaza. So it's just amazing to sort of uh, see how these historical connections come together and they stay with us. And um, so I'm very honored and excited to be emceeing um, the program. World Refugee Day is celebrated all, all over the world. That's why it's called World Refugee Day. And it marks... Uh, the um, this passage of the United Nations Convention relating to the status of refugee back in 1951. Uh, it has been celebrated since 2001 all over the world, including in Pittsburgh. Uh, this event is coming up from 4 until 8 p.m. in Shenley Plaza on Tuesday, June 20th. For more information, uh, you can go to jfcspgh.org and click on the calendar link. You can also learn how you can help support JFCS. Uh, Christy uh, Lignesi, let me ask you maybe first things first, maybe I, I, I jumped into the middle of the story. Uh, wh- what does JFCS do to help people who are settling uh, in the United States from other countries? Uh, so I just want to give a little bit of background with JFCS. Yep. Yep. We are a social service agency and um, helping refugees and immigrants resettle and also continuing that help after they resettle is only one of our services. So I'd be remiss not to include the fact that we also have counseling, senior services, a Squirrel Hill food pantry, uh, youth services um, uh, to help refugee youth and also um, for mental health. Um, we have guardianship. Um, uh, let's see, immigration legal services is a big thing too that goes hand in hand uh, with uh, re- resettling refugees. So what do we do when... Um, when we resettle? Well, first of all, uh, we are, uh, we report to, have you ever heard of HIAS? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So they assign um, who we are going to receive here uh, in Pittsburgh. And uh, we look into, we start actually looking into different resources, housing for one, um, whether it's long-term or short-term. So Housing has been an extremely um, difficult um, resource to have because of pricing, uh, because of rentals, and just the uh, the, the availability. Um, and so, um, okay, so we uh, we have caseworkers that meet them at the airport. And the other thing that's really important is that we are required to have a an appropriately um, uh, cultural uh, hot meal for them waiting so that when they come in, you know, they're so discombobulated. They're the one thing that they can relate to right away is food. Um, and then we take them, our caseworkers take them to whatever housing we have for them. And at this point, it would probably be a short term place, um, which is a, a, in a hotel or of some sort. Um, and then immediately, you know, we contact them, we go into uh, their place, we start um, the process of uh, getting their medical appointments, their vaccinations, if needed, um, and also um, uh, uh, 
social security, getting them a job, because those are all really important things uh, because in order to um, get a job, uh, in order to be able to um, pay for their uh, uh, housing, yeah. they need a job. And so, um, you know, again, that's just a minor thing. And then afterwards, um, there are organizations that we connect with, like Literacy Pittsburgh, it's huge. Uh, because, you know, they, they need, if they don't speak uh, the language, if they can't read, uh, those are all really important uh, resources. Again, I'm just scratching yeah. the surface here. We have then after that, after their 90 days of being settled here, then there is uh, another program called Immigration Services and Connections that helps um, integrate them into our community. One thing, I mean, we have a break coming up, but one thing I wanted to point out before we take the break is, you know, we often hear that Pittsburgh is a city of immigrants and there are cultural festivals all over uh, the Western Pennsylvania area. We have a big one right here in, in, in McKeesport called International Village, which is going on its uh, 50th year. But the, the you mentioned HIAS, which uh, JFCS uh, partners with. That organization goes back to the the turn of the last century, correct? It goes back to the 1880s, um, and, and I think was originally the Hebrew International Aid Society or the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. But it's non-sectarian now, correct? You you help anyone is what my point we is. We help, yeah, correct? That's, that's my uh, point. Yes, that's uh, my point. Yes, we uh, we we help everyone. Yeah, and that's our my point. Yes, there are no, you know, religious, no, no matter where they come from, we help them. And, and your, your group goes back 80 or 90 years, too. Yes, correct. Absolutely. Now, there have been different iterations. Um, are, we've had different names. The most recent, we used to be called the Jewish Family and Children's Services. Okay. And now we are called Jewish Family and Community Services. Groups that are deeply woven into the history uh, of Western Pennsylvania and, and to the nation and have helped uh, generations uh, of of new Americans and of immigrants uh, come to the United States, and including probably some of my relatives and, and probably some of the relatives of the people who are, are listening uh, to this broadcast. Bhavani Patel is a council member in Edgewood Borough. She is going to be the uh, MC and uh, featured speaker on Tuesday, June 20th at 4 o'clock at Shenley Plaza in Oakland. It is World Refugee Day. There is a celebration uh, in, in, in celebration of people who have started a new life in America. That is coming up. That is free. That is open to the public. And that is June 20th at 4 o'clock. Also on the line with us this morning is Christy Langesi. She is Community Engagement Manager for JFCS of Pittsburgh. You can find them online at jfcspgh.org. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, another city of immigrants, you're tuned to Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial service for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. We're talking about World Refugee Day, which is Tuesday, uh, June 20th. There will be a celebration in Chelsea. 
Shenley Plaza at 4 o'clock. On the line with us are Christy Lanyesi from uh, JFCS and Bhavani Patel, who is the featured speaker and who will be MC for that event. Bhavani, you mentioned your, your mother emigrated to the United States from India. Uh, what year was that? And, and talk a little bit about uh, her experience and, and, and how she ended up in Pittsburgh for let's start there. She arrived in the U.S. in the early 80s. Um, and, you know, her journey um, to America and when arriving here was actually one that probably resonates with a lot of our refugee and immigrant populations. You know, a lot of it was, you know, migrating to a place where there was already a established community of people. Um, so she could have that sense of friendship and familiarity, um, a sense of economic sort of stability and, and, and community. And so uh, we moved around quite a bit, um, you know, when I was growing up, just wherever she could find a job. So a lot of those jobs included, you know, working in motels, cleaning motels. At one point, you know, she would be working in the motel and we would have a room where we'd be living there. Um, you know, we lived in Breezewood for some time where she worked at the Greyhound Station there as a dishwasher. Um, and, and, and through these experiences, really uh, uh, developed lots of different skill sets and also honed in on her English skills. And eventually she arrived in Pittsburgh um, because of the, the community that was here that was growing because of different restaurants and um, grocery stores and eventually was able to start small catering business on the side, providing samosas to the Patel brothers that actually um, is in Monroeville. And so one thing led to another and she sort of honed in on those skill sets um, and, and was able to become a small business owner. And that's so important, right? Because that goes back to the importance of World Refugee Day and what we're trying to do, which is share that culture and that story um, with, with the people at our region to talk about sort of the vibrancy that the immigrant and refugee population brings to our region. Um, there is a cultural vibrancy. There's certainly an economic component to that. And when we do have diversity and we welcome that and we create an, uh, an environment where people feel comfortable, it also um, helps the population growth, right? This becomes a place where we all want to live and raise our families and send our children to school so they can experience new parts of the world uh, through dialogue and, and community building. And so that's another reason why World Refugee Day is so special and why this program is so special and why it's important that people um, come and, 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 and really get a sense of um, the beauty that we have to offer here. I, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but there are echoes in, in your story as you were talking about your, your mom and about your journey. My family was Hungarian and German, and you know I can remember my grandmother's talking about uh, cleaning houses and um, doing child care. And one grandmother worked in a in a five and ten cent store; the other one worked at a lunch counter. They, you know these, these immigrant stories. They they were not immigrants, but their fathers were. Um, these immigrant stories they echo through the generations, right? It's the same story that you heard in 1920 as you heard in 1940, or as you hear in 2023. They're they're very similar stories of, of how people get themselves established. Uh, Christy Lanyesi from uh, JFCS, you, you mentioned the Butanese population, and, and they have become an integral part, I think, along the sort of Route 51 corridor. I've, I've met a lot of Butanese people who live um, out in, in that part of Pittsburgh. Where are some other areas that are, are coming to Pittsburgh as, as refugees right now? So uh, the uh, currently JFCS has been uh, resettling refugees coming from these areas: uh, Congo, the Demo Democratic Republic of Congo, Afghanistan. As you as you still as you know, uh, we are still resettling Afghans. Syria, El Salvador, Colombia, Bhutan, Myanmar, known as Burma, uh, Iraq, Ukraine, and Somalia, Rwanda, and Burundi. Okay, but. Uh, 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 Bhavani mentioned, you know, her mom's story of of coming to the United States, working on her English skills, working on her business skills, and now being a, a small business owner herself. Uh, what is the economic 
impact? Because uh, one thing we often hear in the Pittsburgh area is that there has been an outward migration of population. We have an aging population. What is the economic impact of bringing these young younger people from all over the world to, to Pittsburgh to, to contribute to the economy? I don't have any hard numbers, but let me just say um, that uh, they are being resettled in areas where the population is dwindling. And also um, there are some areas where uh, it can economically, um, you know, it's not doing very well. But imagine how, for example, when we bring them into areas like McKees Rocks, yeah. uh, um, a key sport, Crafton Heights, yeah. uh, because housing is still relatively inexpensive. It's near transportation. Uh, it's near transportation. Uh, they buy food. They yeah. buy uh, things that they need for their children, clothing. Um, they are learning English. They, the, the, the children are extremely motivated to learn English. So when they go into school, uh, they're injecting uh, new blood into uh, the economy and work. My goodness, I, I have to tell you, before I was a, um, before I worked for JFCS, I actually volunteered uh, at JFCS. And we hosted a, uh, we were telling you about how it's so difficult to find housing. Well, we hosted an Afghan couple. Um, lo and behold, it was a couple, but she was nine months pregnant. And uh, so we had a baby in our basement <laughs> and they lived with us for a few months. And this was back in um, 2021. And fast forward, we have kept in touch with them. We remain uh, their mentors. He um, works at off the floor because in Afghanistan, he uh, drove, um, he drove Jeeps and he drove these big tanks for the um, uh, American Army and the Afghan Army. And so he parlayed that into a job as a driver here. Um, and he bought a car. Well, first, before he bought a car, he actually passed his um, his uh, driver's license um, test, and he then bought a car. So, you know, buying the car, uh, renting a place, um, uh, those are all, and he's young. He's not even 30 yet. And there are so many stories like that where um, they're coming in and like Bobby said, injecting money, injecting labor, uh, injecting skills. And again, skills are, you know, uh, we have people coming in as lawyers. They were interpreters. But we have also people coming in who are willing to work um, as um, well, just like Bobby's uh, mother. They are in hotels, cleaning uh, cleaning rooms. Um, they are um, uh, in restaurants, um, and now he's a he's a driver. And inch by inch, um, he is uh, making a little bit more and a little bit more. And with the car that he is, I believe, sharing with other um, Afghan um, families, um, they're trying to do a second job of uh, being an, uh, an Uber Eats driver. So again, working, these people work really hard. Uh, they're not waiting at home to be given, to just to be given anything. They want to contribute. And, and as you have alluded to, they are often bringing skills with them. 
right? They, they, they may need to brush up language skills or they may need to brush up on particular American economic skills, but they're, they're bringing work skills, both, profe- both professional and commercial skills with them. Com- absolutely. Let me just tell you that at JFCS, we have hired refugees that we actually resettle or have been resettled in other parts of the country, and they are good caseworkers, good interpreters, because they can they can remember and they can empathize with what these people are going through. So we have quite a lot of refugees um, uh, and immigrants that were resettled, not just by JFCS, but by other resettlement uh, agencies who have come back to want to uh, and who have come back to want to work with refugees. So yes, it's and we need them. Uh, we need them in terms of language, in terms of empathy, in terms of knowing uh, the kinds of things that they can't verbalize or communicate, but knowing the back of their head, I know they want to know about this. They're just a little bit afraid to ask. Uh, they're just um, shy to ask because, you know, they're coming from backgrounds where maybe they don't want to say anything because in their head, maybe they're thinking, oh, no. There might be retribution. Important. Yeah. Exactly. I, I want so, to make a very. I mean, I, we have another thirty-second break com, coming up, and I, uh, time goes very quickly. But I want to make another very sweeping generalization. But to be a refugee requires an awful lot of stick-to-itiveness and fortitude. You have overcome major obstacles and challenges. So when you say that these folks are coming motivated, I have to believe you. They they would not have made it here um, w- without a lot of motivation and without a lot of uh, stick-to-itiveness. Oh, I must, and I want, I want to tell you that refugee, the refugee status is a legal status, mm-hmm. and they were forced to leave their home mm-hmm. because of violence and or persecution. But many of them, even before they get here, spend time in a camp. Sure. And averaging 10, 15, 20 years, they have kids there. So by the time they are vetted and relocated, they have gone through so much already. Yeah. So yes, to your point, you are correct. This is this is not for quitters. In, in, in other words, this is this is for people who really have uh, have overcome a lot uh, in their lives. Um, let's pause right there. When we come back, I want to ask you because you mentioned that you started out as a volunteer for JFCS. I want to ask about what volunteer opportunities are available. What kind of help people can provide to JFCS? You are a nonprofit, so uh, time and treasure are both important. And uh, Bhavani Patel, I want to ask you to give us a little preview. I want people to come to the event on Tuesday, but I want you to give you give you give a little preview of what you're going to talk about. Okay. Sounds great. Mavani Patel is an Edgewood Borough counselor. She is the featured speaker at World Refugee Day. That is Tuesday, June 20th at Shenley Plaza in Oakland. That's at 4 o'clock. Also on the line with us is Community Engagement Manager Christy Lanyese from the JFCS. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from the City of McKeesport Fair Housing Office. Fair housing is your right, and the Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination in housing because of race, color, national origin, religion, sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, family status, or disability. That includes renting or buying a home, getting a mortgage, 
seeking housing assistance, or engaging in other housing-related activities. For more information about Fair Housing Act protections in the city of McKeesport, call 412-675-5020, extension 635. Uh, Bhavani Patel, uh, you are the featured speaker. Um, don't, spo- don't do any spoilers. Give us a little preview of, of what your remarks will be on. We're going to be spending the day just celebrating um, the diversity and, and the beauty of our refugee and immigrant community. We're going to have several performances, speakers, music, dancing, lots of vendors, um, and, and, and food from different parts of our community. Um, and so it will be a, a wonderful time for people to just come out and experience the culture um, and the beauty of our region. So June 20th, as you said, um, and it'll be a great day. Christy, you started out as a volunteer for for uh, JFCS. You now are community engage- working in community engagement there. What help does JFCS need from the community? What what are some volunteer opportunities? So, uh, since we're talking about World Refugee Day, I'm going to stick to uh, what people can do to help refugees. There are home setups. Um, you can uh, what home setups are is buying some of the uh, basic needs that they need to set up a home actually set up the home, and then when they move in, they can feel like, oh my gosh, we're home. Uh, there are also, we also need uh, help with uh, buying the hot meal delivery, Just, you know, helping out the caseworkers who are doing so many things, you know, you can sign up for that. Uh, refugee social integration, which means that once they are settled in their home, they can use mentors. Uh, they can also use mentors for the youth and immigrant refugees. Uh, after school uh, programs, um, um, doing storytelling. Um, and even if you're an employer, what, make a commitment to hiring refugees. I, I neglected to mention that we have career services. We're also there to help them uh, find jobs and or explore other careers. And we could use the help from employers um, to try uh, to, to, uh, um, to hire refugees and, and immigrants. So those are just some basic things, but mentorship is is big. Um, and again, um, even things like uh, if you do not have the time, we have a registry, which means when there are new arrivals, there are some basic things that they need, a coat, a shaving kit. Uh, that is on our registry. You can sign up for that and you can you know, go to the um, Amazon uh, wish list and you know, just buy a few things. Connecting and with that faith, goes a long way. Connecting with faith communities is probably important as well. It's how I've met some of the Butanese rev- refugees in the South Hills is through the Episcopal Church uh, out there. So f- finding faith communities and, and finding like-minded uh, hobby and, and group interests is probably important as well. You are correct because faith-based organizations are also instrumental in, in helping refugees. The home setups. Uh, we have, like, uh, for example, the, um, uh, the Unitarian Church in uh, Shadyside, they have a women's group, Mother of Sorrows uh, in, in, in Murraysville. They have been doing home setups, and they're buying these uh, very uh, basic needs, uh, lamps, uh, uh, you know, rugs, uh, uh, sheets, and those are little things that are so helpful to setting up a home, and these uh, little these uh, these women's group uh, within churches, church groups, their mission committees. Yes, we're reaching out to them, and um, it's it's a it's a it's a very popular thing to do the home setup because they're able to buy something. Oh, and I neglected sponsorships. There are um, sponsorships of actual refugee families 
um, who are, are doing that in our community. Now, that's a big commitment, so sure. but there are people who are willing to do that. It's a minimum of 25 uh, members to actually help a, um, a uh, with JFCS, of course, to help a family resettle here in Pittsburgh. What is the best way for, for people if they are interested in either making a donation or donating their, their, their time or partnering with JFCS, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, so you mentioned our website, the jfcspgh.org. There is a tab there for volunteers. If you click on that tab, uh, it will show you all the different ways that you can help. Uh, and it even has a direct um, uh, email for our volunteer coordinators who can then uh, kind of talk to you and, and see what are your interests, how much time do you have, what are you uh, uh, willing to do, what are your interests, and then we connect you to the correct, uh, to the right volunteer opportunity, something that will be satisfying to you and at the same time be helpful to us. Uh, Christy Laniesi is uh, Community Engagement Manager at JFCS Pittsburgh. Uh, also on the line with us is Bhavani Patel, who will be the MC and uh, speaker uh, at the events. The World Refugee Day is an international celebration, and in Pittsburgh it will be marked at 4 o'clock on Tuesday, June 20th at Shenley Plaza. Bhavani, thank you so much for setting this up, and thank you for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Thank you. And Christy, thank you as well for uh, telling folks a little bit more about JFCS. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. And, Bobby, thank you for inviting me as well. Of course. And thank you all for listening this week to Two Rivers 30 Minutes broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.